You're listening to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle Podcast, episode number 102. And before we dive into it today, I just wanted to announce the two winners of our giveaway for our 100th episode. And the first one goes to Joanne at Marketing Dish. And the second one goes to Own Your Time. So for those two ladies, I know Joanne, so I know how to get a hold of you, but whoever has the handle of Own Your Time, please reach out to me either on Facebook, send me a DM, or reach out to me on YouTube and send me a DM and let me know who you are because I need to get your email address so I can send you your $25 gift certificate from Amazon. So thank you to everybody who um, left us a rating and review. I do appreciate you taking the time to do that. And if you haven't left us a rating and review, even though the contest is over, please head over to iTunes and give us a rating and review, and please do share the podcast. That's how we get the message out and we change the world of women's health. So anyways, getting back to today's episode, I had the great pleasure of being interviewed by Erica Diaz Castro on her podcast, Stronger Than You Think. And we explored the topic of PMS and DM and PMDD, which is premenstrual dysthymic disorder. And we'd had the conversation back in October because October was mental health awareness month. So I thought I'd bring it over here and let you have a listen because it was a great podcast. We talked about a lot of things, not just, you know, PMS and PMDD, but we talked about a lot of overall arches of how you could really help your mental health and boost it. And then I want to also let you know that I have attached a freebie that you can go and download with this episode that talks about how you can boost your mood with simple daily tips that you can do tomorrow and start implementing. And I think in today's day and age and, you know, the time that we're in helping anything to help us boost our mood and get us um, to reduce some stress and get us that, you know, build up some of those endorphins and those happy things are a good thing. So you can find that freebie over at info.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash mood. Again, it's info.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash mood. And I'd love it if after you download it and you take a look at it, please leave me a DM either again on Instagram or over on our Facebook group at Well Woman Network 360. And let me know what you thought about it. Because, you know, I create these eBooks for you or e-guides or cheat sheets or whatever we're going to be putting out moving forward. And I want to know what your opinion is. Did you like it? Did you not like it? Did it answer your questions? Did it not? You know, what are we doing right? What are we not doing enough of? You know, what do you want us to stop doing? So give us some feedback because that's how we know what you respond to and how we grow. All right. So with no further ado, let's dive into my interview with Erica Diaz Castro on the Stronger Than You Think podcast, where we're discussing all things PMS and PMDD. Welcome to the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Broad. I'm a certified women's health and adult nurse practitioner, daughter, wife, mother, and now new proud Nana. And I'm on a global mission to disrupt the women's health education space by showing women how to be their healthiest self by teaching them how to be their number one self-care advocate. I believe that true transformation only happens when we come together as a collective group of women who are like-minded, who are curious and want to learn about our health as it pertains to us being women. So how do we do that? We do it one healthy conversation at a time. So let's dive in. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so happy you're here. 
Well, thank you so much and feel blessed and honored to be here. Yes. And today we're talking about PMS, PMDD, and mental health. And you're going to kind of deconstruct those for us, right? Absolutely. Awesome. Tell us about yourself beyond what I shared in your formal bio. Tell me about you. Well, I've been practicing medicine since I was 26 and I just, I kind of got involved and went into women's health because I figured who knows the body better than, you know, a woman's body better than another woman. Mm -hmm. So I started off in that journey and then, um, I got really focused in on hormonal health because I had a lot of issues myself and Mm -hmm. back then there wasn't a lot of answers And I just, I just, I don't know. I gravitate towards women because even today when, you know, women, women come into my practice, they, they just are an open book. They tell you everything that you want to know with men. You, I mean, men, I love men. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm married to one and I have a son that I love dearly, but you have to pull all that kind of stuff from them, you know, and they only go to the provider because their wives make them do that. So (laughs) here I am, you know, 25 years later, or probably it's even more. I don't like to tell my age, but (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I love doing that. And I, you know, my kids are grown there. We're empty nesters. Now we have a, a, I became a grandmother in 2019, which is, she's the love of my life now. So, you know, I'm really out there to disrupt the world of women's health education, um, especially because I want to make it better for women and, you know, and for my granddaughter so that she has, you know, she knows how to be a better self-care advocate for herself as she gets older and moves into those stages. Yes, I love that. I know so many women will definitely benefit from this conversation. So I'm excited to dive into our topic today. Tell me about PMS and PMDD. What even is PMDD? Because I hadn't heard it until you brought it up. Yeah, um, PMS, you know, most people are familiar with that term that it's, you know, it happens around, well, don't get too scientific, but it's around day 14 of your cycle. When women typically, if they're going to suffer from PMS, usually get it. That's because the second half of your cycle is progesterone dominated. Mm -hmm. And if you happen to have, for whatever reason, you know, you lack progesterone levels decrease during that part of the month, you can start having some changes because, and a lot of people have heard of the term estrogen dominance. And I know when they think of that, they think, oh my God, I've got extra estrogen. And it's not really the case. You don't have any extra estrogen. It's just that you don't, you're not making as much progesterone as you should be to kind of match the estrogen because they go hand in hand and progesterone offsets and balances out that estrogen component. So when they're not balanced, the estrogen just acts out on its own and you can get headaches and you can get breast tenderness, you know, and you can get some types, you know, moody changes and those different types of things. So it's a mild form. Whereas PMDD or premenstrual dysthymic disorder is more of considered a mental health disorder. It's actually in the DSM-3 diagnosis. And PMS is too, but um, PMDD is a much more severe form of premenstrual syndrome. That's kind of like where you start getting you know, more um, mood changes. I mean, you can, it can disrupt your life. Um, it can cause damaging relationships. You know, you have um, extreme sadness. Sometimes you have hopelessness. You can have really bad anger issues only for that time of the month. And then, you know, it kind of dissipates as you're, as you start cycling through your month and then you have your period and then you start going back up again when your hormones start to rise. And, um, I got really familiar with both of these terms because, you know, my own story, how I got into hormones is that I had two children. I had them relatively back to back. They're exactly 18 months to the day apart before I had my children life was great. I had no hormonal issues. My periods were like four days, 
you know, very light and great. And then after I had my son, I started having like, just like the PMS symptoms, you know, really, you know, I had night sweats and just had some mild mood changes and different things like that. And then after I had my daughter 18 months later, um, I really, I, that's when life for me hormonally, um, was just very dark and changed. And I was like spinning down that, um, hormonal drain, so to speak. And I just didn't, you know, and back then we didn't have PMS was not even considered a diagnosis. We did not have the word PMDD that was not even there. We didn't even have postpartum depression, you know, when I, at the time when I had my children and we didn't have Suzanne Summers talking about, um, hormonal imbalances. We didn't have Dr. Lee who talked, you know, his books, you know, open people's eyes about natural progesterone. We had none of that. And so I just knew that something was going on in my body and it was very bad. And I just would, mm-hmm. I couldn't understand it. And I remember one day I was sitting in the kitchen, sitting on the floor and just crying to my mom and saying, I just, I feel my body changing. I don't understand what's going on. I feel like I'm alone. Nobody understands this. I'd gone to a couple different um, medical people and, you know, oh, it's all in your head. It's just a woman thing. You know, you'll get over it because, you know, they didn't know back then. And they they, still still don't know now. Nothing changes about that stuff. But I just knew that I had to find some answers for myself. So I started exploring and, you know, I went over and was starting to look at European studies because they tend to be, you know, a little bit more ahead of us as far as um, alternative treatments, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I remember that I had to do um, some CME courses for my license. And I saw this book um, and it was called Once a Month and it was by Katrina Dalton. And I was reading it and my husband was looking at it and a chapter was called Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, really. And so he's like, oh my God, Michelle, that's you. I don't mean to be rude. I love you, but that is you because I could actually feel myself like go from one person to another person as the month went through. And it started going from two weeks of the month to three weeks of the month. And it was bad. Mm-hmm. So that's, <clears throat> I got into it. I learned about it. I learned for myself. I learned things that worked. And then I had been, I just started practicing around that time as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when you're starting to take care of yourself and look for answers for yourself, then all of a sudden, you know, the door pops open and you start seeing all these other women who come in and they're talking about the same issues for whatever reason, you know, how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. So then I got, that's, that started my hormone journey and my love of hormones and really helping women figure out hormonal imbalances because, you know, women don't, I mean, they don't realize how many things our hormones affect in our body. We are so hormonally triggered much more so than men that even the slightest disruption can cause change in us. Right. How long between the time you started to realize that these experiences were not okay and normal to the time that you actually started to uncover, you know, a, a more clear path to what was going on. What, what was the time difference? It probably took me a good year to figure it out. I mean, I knew I started, I mean, the symptoms were bad. I would have, I'd wake up, you know, with my t-shirt sopping wet and mm-hmm. I was having heart palpitations and I was just, my brain was spinning and, you know, I just, for like two to three weeks out of the month, I started with two weeks. And then, you know, I just, I hated my husband. I would, I feel myself get really angry. I remember that I would, you know, not for in a bad way, but I'd I'd go to my bedroom and lock myself in my room because I didn't want to be angry with my kids and yell at them. You know, not that I was going to hurt them, but you just, you get, you know, that you're not yourself and you just don't understand why. 
And so by the time I started figuring out, okay, something's going on with me, you know, I just, this is happening every month. It's getting worse. What can I do about it? And I just, so I just, then I said, I need to, I need to figure something out because I had gone to two different people seeking answers, medical people, and was getting no answers whatsoever. So I figured I've got to step in and I've got to try to, you know, like I talk about now, be my own self-care advocate and, you know, advocate for myself and mm-hmm. figure things out. And even after I started understanding, you know, really what was going on in my body, then trying to find the answers was not easy either because, um, you know, natural progesterone was what worked for me and it works for a lot of women that I work with. But at that time, again, there was no pharmacies. Like we don't, we don't, we didn't have a lot of compounding pharmacies back then, like we do now. And people didn't understand what a compounding pharmacy was and that they could get natural progesterone. And so I had to find a pharmacy in another state that um, had what I was looking for because it took me like three, four months to find a pharmacy that I could go to. And then I had to, you know, I wrote myself a prescription because it's not a, a not a, it's a non not like a narcotic. So you can write your own prescriptions for things that are of that, not of that nature. Mm-hmm. And then I started taking it and it was like, oh my God, you know, it wasn't the total answer, but it was a big answer. And I think the big thing for me, like what I talked to women about too, is that when you understand what's going on in your body, you kind of go, oh my Lord. Okay. I get it. You can handle it so much better than the unknown. I agree. I totally agree. I want to come back to the term you use, compounding pharmacy. Yes. A compounding what? pharmacy is where you <clears throat> you go and they actually compound specialized medications for you. So you can get um, estrogen compounded, you can get progesterone, you can get testosterone compounded, and it comes in, you know, you can get it in creams, you can get it in trochies, you can get it in capsules. It's a specialized pharmacy where they make all the medication for you in different forms. And you can get like stuff for your dogs. If you need specialized stuff, um, special things, like if you have certain types of illnesses where you, you can't take it in a pill form and they need to make it like in a liquid form for you. Mm. So they're very well, you know, there's company pharmacies all over now and, um, but there wasn't back then. And so in, in her book and what I came to learn about down the road for PMS was that, you know, it is a hormonal imbalance and it has to do with progesterone and for whatever, you know, it doesn't happen to every single woman, but it's connected to postpartum depression, it's connected to PMS, and it's connected to PMDD. And mm-hmm. for a lot of, you know, people like when we're talking about, you know, mental health issues, women who suffer with mental health issues that are truly, you know, chemical imbalance, mental health issues, having him hormonal imbalances can make those issues even worse. But not a lot of people connect the dots and see that. Can you connect the dots for our listeners um, and kind of just illustrate the connection between these experiences, these conditions, and mental health? How you know how it might be affecting their mental health, or maybe some things to look out for, um, just to to kind of really bridge that gap very clearly. Yeah, if you if you have hormonal imbalances, you can experience depression and anxiety just from imbalanced hormones of themselves, where you don't truly have a chemical imbalance, so to speak, versus if you have like truly you have anxiety or you truly have depression or you have bipolar or schizophrenia or any of those other ones that's truly a chemical imbalance because women are so more, are so hormonally, you know, triggered that a lot of times, you know, your, your, your actual 
things that you suffer from anxiety or depression or your bipolar or the, the ups and downs, the mood shifts and swings, they can tend to be worse around your cycle time if you are having hormonal imbalances, but people just don't put the two of them together. You know, a lot of times, you know, I get patients who come in and they're already on medication and they'll tell me, you know, gosh, my medication just isn't, it's not working for me. You know, I just feel like at certain times of the month, it's just not cutting it. I, I think I need more. And it may not, it may be yes, in one case that they need more because it's truly a chemical imbalance, but it also could be a combination of both where it's a chemical imbalance and it's a hormonal imbalance. And if you combine the two, you can really see progress, you know, for a lot of people. And that's like, even, you know, years later, I think it's been like now 10, maybe 10 years or even more, maybe 15 years now, they started even with PMS, they started, you know, you can use antidepressants and they were and the studies came out that you only have, you can use antidepressants for 14 days on and off. And there used to even be, um, what was it? I think it was, was Prozac. There was another name. Yes. Seraphim was the other, other name for Prozac back then. Like you can just go on it and go off of it because the actual hormonal was affecting just your chemical during that part of the month. So you didn't have to be on an antidepressant all month long. You could just cycle it in and out. So, you know, they are seeing, they did see some changes and they did start making some progress in that area. But I still think that, you know, because we just don't associate that. And we just don't have time in the medical world to like explore all avenues, why things happen to people. And we're just so prone to moving towards medication and, and getting people, you know, quick fixes on medications that we just go down that route. And we don't try to look at all the different things and how they play into a person's life and how other avenues, alternative things could actually help make them feel better as well. Yeah. What alternative things did you find to be helpful for you? Um, and it's not just for me, I think for all women, I think, you know, a healthy diet, number one is a big, big thing. I think what you eat is mm -hmm. so important um, because, you know, most people we don't have, you know, we lack, we lack a, a nutrition. We have a nutrition deficit in this country where people are not getting enough nutrients because the food that we eat, most of the sad diet, people don't get enough nutrients to fuel their cells in the forward, in the correct direction. Right. So that's number one. Number two, I think people don't move their bodies enough like they should. That's mm -hmm. number two. All of us today, you know, especially this past year are stressed to the max yeah. and, you know, not sleeping well. So all of those things, you know, in general can make you not feel well, but when you have a hormonal imbalance, you need those things in your life. Mm. I agree. I totally agree. I remember going through some hormone stuff myself and I was younger and it was treated with birth control and then birth control resulted in some like really serious complications. So I couldn't even go that route and I had to figure out other ways. And I found myself feeling the best when I was really caring for myself with nutrient dense foods and just regular movement, whatever that movement looked like. But as long as I was consistent, I definitely felt a difference. I, you know, I had a difference in even just like my skin, not having breakouts, not being swollen. I used to get really swollen sometimes, which was strange. Um, and then the quality of sleep, which obviously helps a lot of people feel better because we're sometimes sleep deprived and we get all moody because of it. So I definitely, even as a, a person who doesn't necessarily, you know, experience the PMS or PMDD, I, I do see the benefit just in regular maintenance, you know? 
Absolutely. And, you know, you don't even have to, hormone imbalances can be a number of, of things, you know, they can be simple, you know, like you said, acne, you know, mm-hmm. it can be, um, just feeling anxious some of the time it can be having, you know, upset, you know, upset stomach and irritable bowel sometimes, you know, because your gut is your second brain and it holds, you know, a lot of neurotransmitters, just like your actual brain does. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're all connected, you know, from head to toe and everything in our, every system wants to, in our bodies want to be balanced. And when one part is off balance, another part is going to definitely come in and try to make it, you know, balanced to get back to that homeostasis. And all those things you talked about right now, just, you know, they keep us in a homeostasis and we need that no matter what, you know, and that's probably, I think for a lot of women, and I think men too, you know, it just, they're just, they don't, they don't have the hormonal flux like we do. They have testosterone and they're pretty even keel throughout the entire month. They don't fluctuate. Women's hormones fluctuate like every day. And as you move towards your cycle, they fluctuate more. And depending on, on the person, you know, they can be one way or the other, but sleep definitely helps, you know, movement definitely helps, you know, because I say that when you, when you exercise or when you move, you change your physiology because, you know, you're mm. endorphins. And when you're eating more nutrient dense food and going more towards the complex carbs and getting rid of a lot of sugar, you know, because people are addicted to sugar that messes you up a lot. And, you know, I just, I was talking to my friend the other day, and I think it's because, you know, so many of us in they walk the state that they're walking around in, they don't, they think that that's normal for them having no energy, being tired, um, having to drink coffee all the time, you know, can't lose weight, um, you know, low sex drive, um, you know, all that they think, oh, well, that's just, that's par for the course. Cause you know, I'm just busy. I'm running 24 seven. I've got my kids. I got the, my work, you know, everybody last year, we all shifted back to working from home. Our whole world was turned up this past year. And so they just chuck it up to being normal when it's not, but they, they don't see, you know, they don't try any other things and to see how good they could feel, you know, cause then once you feel good, you're like, Oh God, I don't want to go back to feeling like that. I feel, I like how I feel now. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Those other things are the staples for me. And when I talk to my clients about self-care, you know, those are the five you know pillars of, of good health is to get enough rest, decrease stress as much as possible. Can't make it go away. Of course we know that, but you know, how right. to handle it better, you know, sleep better, you know, love yourself, you know, and then definitely get up and move movement and do exercise. And it doesn't have to be crazy exercise, you know? Yeah, definitely. And those are things that you don't really need to like invest too much money in necessarily, but there does have to be intention and, you know, consistency. I think everyone has an experience to own and we have to keep ourselves accountable. Absolutely. I just, I think, you know, And especially today, you know, you need to be, women need to be their number one self-care advocates more than ever because our healthcare climate is forever changing. You know, the Mm -hmm. medical system, not the greatest, you know, I can say that because I practice in it. We don't have a lot of time to give patients anymore like we used to, and we don't treat people, you know, holistically as a whole body. It's you're treated for what you come in for. And I think, Mm -hmm. you know, part of it is you have to understand and, and be wanting to invest in yourself and understand how your body works. And like you said, you have to invest a little bit. And I think, you know, like I see a lot of times because I'm a businesswoman myself, you know, and most of my friends are businesswomen and we have careers and all that kind of stuff. And I see women, you know, all the time, you know, they want to invest in their business and they think nothing of it. Oh, I'll get this course or I'll spend money for, you know, that gadget that I need and need this and that. 
But then when I, I had talked to my clients, I'm like, well, here, I need you to go get this supplement. They're like, oh my God, $40. You want me to spend $40 a month on a supplement? And they look at their health, you know, as an expense, not an investment. So, you know, we need to start flipping that coin and saying, hey, you know, the bottom line is this, if you don't have your health, you've got nothing because you're not able to go do your business and do your life if you don't have your health. And so therefore look at your health as an investment, just like you look at everything else in your life as an investment. That's so true. Just that mindset shift of how you perceive the cost versus investment is so crucial to moving in the direction of properly advocating for yourself and really being able to seek the resources that will benefit you and not put a bandaid on the issues. Yeah, absolutely. And especially, you know, I think that more today than ever, you know, when we're talking, you know, October is National um, Mental Health Awareness Month. And, you know, when you're looking at mental, mental awareness month or mental health awareness month, it's also looking at protecting your mental health from, you know, from an emotional standpoint, how are you feeding your emotions and your, your emotional health versus always thinking, you know, we, we do think about it from a scientific term that, you know, it's, it's a, you know, chemical imbalance, but if you're not practicing this stuff to feed your emotions, then you can become out of balance. And that's how sometimes, you know, you get the increasing in anxiety and, you know, people, I just, you know, that are listening, I just, you know, I encourage them to try to do more lifestyle modification stuff to try to balance themselves out. Like you said, through eating better through movement, whether it be yoga, walking, you know, just, you know, bike riding, if you, you know, if you can't get to the gym, then, you know, if that's not your thing, then find out what your thing is. Because as you do more of that stuff, you bring, you decrease your stress, which lowers your cortisol level, which, you know, helps your body, helps your weight, helps your thyroid, helps all kinds of things. And, you know, you're doing yourself way better, you know, from a lifestyle standpoint and, you know, try to look for alternative things like, you know, supplements like calcium or vitamin B, you know, when you're having some hormonal shifts and stuff like that and the food that you eat. And if you, then if you do need medication, there's, you know, medication is good. There's always, there's a place for it. But I think that too much in today's society, you know, from commercials to what we read in magazines to everywhere, we've just been so conditioned to give our health over to the hands of, you know, our medical providers, which, you know, medical providers are great, but we don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And we see a lot of people, um, and, you know, you've got to understand your own, your own self, but how can you help yourself a little bit on the same front? That's a really great segue to my one. I have this one question that I wonder about, and I feel like I know the answer because I've gone through my own share of experiences in the medical world to, to know that not everyone uh, looks at the person holistically, like you said. Uh, but I wonder, do you see mental health being addressed in the medical field consistently, um, you know, especially when people are coming in, when women are coming in with these symptoms? No, not really, because we, in, in the general population, and, and when we talk about the term mental, you know, mental health or mental illness, we've got a long way to go, a long way to go in the medical system. Um, I used to be, before I became a nurse practitioner, I was a psych nurse. My husband's a psych nurse. So we've been in that field for a long time. And, you know, we haven't made much progression on, even on the, on the medication side of things. Some of the medications, you know, have horrid side effects. And that's why a lot of people who have a lot of mental health issues or conditions, you know, don't like taking the medications because they make them feel so awful. Um, 
we both worked in inpatient psych for years. My husband and I did. And you know, the, when you're part of the care team, they don't talk to them about, and well, most of them, because a lot of them, you know, are, they don't take their medication. So they go on the streets or their family has to try taking care of them. They don't eat healthy. They're not, you know, drinking, you know, fluids. Most, a lot of them sometimes, you know, drink alcohol. I'm not saying everybody, but you know, it tends to run that way because you want to feel better. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you, you medicate not with medications, but with other things to get yourself where you need to be. So that's, you know, but I don't think that we address mental health issues from a holistic standpoint, like through diet, through exercise, through nutrition, through supplements, and then taking medication if a person needs it. Mm -hmm. And when people come into like our office, we're, you know, what do you do when, when you have 10 minutes to talk to somebody, you know, you don't have time to address, you know, well, when did these issues start happening? You know, what was going on in your life? You know, let's take a look at all this kind of stuff. You know, how is your periods? How, how's the stress? How's your job? You know, because what, what's out here in your environment affects you and you, how you are health-wise affects your environment. So it's, it's a two-way street. And if you've got things, you know, if you have a horrible marriage, you know, and, and you're at your job, but you're going home, you're stressed, you know, you have to figure out how to balance all of that because that's going to affect you both ways. So I think that, you know, we need to look at all of those issues and, and address them from a holistic standpoint, which we just don't, we just don't do. We do a very bad job of it, you know, and it's not, I don't know if it's anybody's, any one fault, you know, but we're also, you know, from that's from a medical perspective. And then from, you know, a patient perspective, we just are taught because, you know, just rush to your medical provider for every single thing, you know, and yes, you want to make sure, I don't want to tell people don't go to your medical provider if you have issues, because you definitely want to make sure that nothing horrific or anything medically is going on. But I can say that, you know, a lot of 80% of what people come in for are things that, you know, I don't mean it in a wrong way. They just, they bring it upon themselves through lifestyle, the lifestyle that they lead. And, you know, you work it all up and it comes back negative but they don't want to hear that it's the lifestyle, or if they do want to hear it, they don't want to do anything about it. So I think from a whole world view, we have to work on it from both ends. We have to work on it from the medical field end. And I think that we have to work on it as a, from a patient perspective as well, and start to, you know, look at ourselves as part of the picture. You know, we are part of our own healthcare. You are, you are 50% of that equation. Your medical provider is the other 50%. And you have to walk in you know, knowing what you want. And if you're not getting what you want, how can you speak up about it? How can you have intelligent conversations? You know, we need to start having those intelligent conversations with ourselves, our girlfriends, and with our medical providers. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love it. Where would you suggest someone start if they want to learn a little bit more about hormonal health and don't know where to begin? Well, I think that, you know, we do, you know, at our Well Woman Network, my, my company, we do a lot of education. We have a podcast. We have, we put out a lot of free information. There is information all over, you know, and Google's a good thing and Google's a bad thing. So you just have to look at, you know, where you're getting the information from. Mm -hmm. And you know, I, I say, you know, look from, look from people who have, you know, some type of, of degree or knowledge about this. And, you know, if you're not, if you go to your medical provider and you're seeking out somebody who has some information, most, most mainstream medical providers, I'll be honest, they, you know, they don't have the time to understand about hormones and they're just, you know, they're just not going to go there. So if you can look to like, there's doctors of neutral, there's naturopathic doctors, 
there's doctors of, you know, of functional medicine, they tend to be a little bit, you know, more up on hormones and stuff like that. And, you know, you can find different things, different places, you know, and you just have to start being self, I think you have to be self-aware. Like, do you, are you starting to feel these things and then just talk to, and talk to your medical provider about them. And if you're not getting the answers, find somebody who's going to listen, you know, they're, they're out there, they're far and few in between, but they are out there like myself. I love talking to women about it. You know, we put out a ton of information. We talk to people about it. Um, and you know, you just have to find the right person that resonates with you and just kind of go step-by-step and do your due diligence. Where can women find this content that you're putting out? Is it on your website? Yeah, we have a blog over at wellwomannetwork.com and we talk about it on our podcast. Our podcast is um, Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle. So, and we're always encouraging, you know, we're a small company and, you know, we just do, we've, I've been doing it for about the last several years. Mm-hmm. We, um, you know, we always ask people, Hey, give us topics that you want to hear about. We'll try covering them. We covered in the blog, we covered on the podcast. Um, you know, we have a, a Facebook group on Facebook. So if people, well, women network 360, you know, if you want to join there, I try to be a lot of places, but you know, I, I work three days a week, so I can't always get everywhere that I want to get, yeah. but we have women ask, ask questions all the time. And we're always very happy to, you know, to put that topic out there in a podcast or, or do, um, you know, a freebie graphic or whatever people want to get. Oh, that's so great. So wellwomennetwork.com. Yep. Perfect. Now you mentioned a book at the beginning of our chat. I believe it was once a month. Yep. Great book. And that's by Katrina Dalton. Yep. It's a book. She's, um, she's from Europe and it talks about, um, you know, the hormonal shift and what's going, what's happening in your body. So people can kind of understand it as how you, when you, as you move through your month, you know, because women know that they have a period. We, most people know that, but how do you understand like how your period works? Most people don't understand that. So, you know, it's, it's good to kind of, and you don't need to go to medical school, but (laughs) okay, this part of your month is dominated by this, this, your second half is, but you know, your first half is more estrogen. Your second half is more progesterone. You've got some testosterone in there. You ovulate mid cycle. If you are a woman who regularly has, you know, a period every single month and it's fairly regular. So you can kind of, you know, see, and then like I tell women, you know, chart down on a calendar, you know, and everybody has these period apps now on their phone. So you can kind of see, I used to, I used to have a calendar and I'd go, good day, good day, good day, bad day, bad day, bad day, you know, and I kind of see where my good days fell and where my dad, but my bad days were. And this was even before I started myself on progesterone so that I, cause I knew when those bad days came, I was not going to think about, you know, my, my company because everything was bad. You know, I was crying, life sucked, you know, that was just how it was. So I would try to get all the stuff I needed to get done on the good days. And on the bad days, I just kind of said, okay. And then my husband also knew because it's great for men to understand too, that you're going through hormonal ups and downs. So they don't think that you're loco and that you want to really, that you really hate them and that you want to divorce them. You, my husband started going, okay, so it, it's, I'd go, honey, yeah, I'm just not feeling good today. And he knew what that meant. And it was like, okay, so I'm going to exit the picture, you know, yeah. so they understand and they can help you with it too. And then, you know, okay, well at this part of the month, when I'm starting to feel like this, I need to up my calcium. I need to sleep more. I need to kind of just, you know, do more of my own things to nourish myself. Mm -hmm. So that's 
really good when you start to really start to feel your and understand your body, you can help it out and keep track of it. So that's a great way to figure out what's, what's going on. And then you can start to feel if you have these hormonal shifts and then you can start to, you know, look at, she talks about in the book, um, natural progesterone, but Dr. Lee also talked about progesterone. There's a lot of books about progesterone and, you know, where you can put it in your cycle and to see if it helps you. It's, it's what you predominantly make. It's your predominant hormone that you make when you're pregnant. So that's why a lot of women feel fabulous when they're pregnant and you sleep like a baby when you have lots of progesterone and you feel happy because it's a natural antidepressant mm. and you know, that's why, you know, but sometimes after you have your child and all those hormones like disappear right after you deliver, you just never, some of us just don't ever recover that progesterone uplift that we're supposed to have in our cycles. And that's where you get the PMS and then you get the PMDD or you get the postpartum depression. It's because you don't ever recoup that. Why? We don't know. Oh my goodness. I do. I can totally attest to that in my pregnancy with my daughter. I was like, if this is pregnancy, I will be pregnant all the time. I felt so good. And I just had like this natural energy and I actually didn't, I opted out of coffee completely. I didn't caffeinate at all throughout that pregnancy. And after the first trimester, I felt like a champ. I was just a, like my best self, right? People talk about their best self. I really did feel that way. And that makes so much sense. I actually never looked into the hormonal effects during pregnancy to understand that. Yeah. Most, most women do. I mean, if you have, you know, you can get to get, you can have morning sickness, but usually once you get through morning sickness, the pregnancy, I mean, my two pregnancies were great. Like, I mean, I would have had more children. I just didn't want to be pregnant at like a carry a child, but the hormones, how you feel is great. And that's kind of why, like, if you have hormonal issues, you know, sometimes progesterone can really be the answer for you because it just, it, it, it's just one, it, it's wonderful. It has a lot of good properties. There's no known side effects to it because you really, you make quadruple amounts of it when you're pregnant. So, um, you know, people can seek it out and there's places that you can learn about it and there's compounding pharmacies and there's a lot of, there's a lot more, um, you know, alternative practitioners in every single state, you know, you, you can look them up and find them, you know, through cam it's, I think that's the, um, complementary alternative medicine, you know, website has different practitioners in all different states. And you can really learn about this too, if that happens to be one of your issues and it does, it made a world of difference for me. That's awesome. What tips would you share just practical for anyone who, is going through what you went through or anyone who is kind of finding themselves in a similar bucket? You know, just don't think that you're crazy because, you know, a lot of times, even though it's out there now, PMS is out there and you, and you hear about it a lot and stuff like that, you still feel alone. Mm -hmm. So don't feel alone because there's a lot of people who suffer. There's a lot of people who are wanting to help you find answers, you know, and just give yourself space and grace and, you know, just, yeah. you know, practice, like what we were talking about, like movement, self-care stuff. That's the, the bottom line I think is just, I think we need to put more, especially today, you know, take a step back. And I think the pandemic has really kind of in, in a good sense, that's what it's brought about some good things. And one of them is, you know, more family time, people have, you know, more at home, you know, you're, you've learned how to do different things because you've been confined to your home. And so I think um, self-care has been, been a lot more on people's minds and forefront. And, you know, it's a big term today, but, you know, I think it's, it's really important. It doesn't get enough emphasis in the sense that it should. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, as, as busy women, we need to, you know, you need to fill that bank back up because if you don't, then you kind of are not giving your best self to anything. Oh, that's so true. And if you had to pick for times when a woman would find herself in this kind of crazed feeling of hormonal imbalance, what would your mantra be or your favorite quote be? Well, our company, our, our motto, our, our watch, mantra or quote for our company is that, you know, your health is your greatest wealth asset. So you really want to cherish it and wear it wisely. Um, and that's, and that's the thing. I think if you eat well and you sleep well, for the most part, or try to, you know, and get exercise and are living, you know, and trying to move in that healthy direction, you tend to have less issues and it builds your immunity and immunity right now is a big thing. You want to increase your immunity because we're moving into flu season. Although I don't know how bad flu season is going to be this year because everybody's been wearing masks and all year long and stuff like that. But just to, you know, cherish yourself and, you know, and, and you have to realize that your health is your own responsibility. It's nobody else's responsibility. You know, it's not mine as a medical provider. It's none of theirs. It's, it's yours. And you have to step into that role and you have to start taking charge of your own health care because you, we, as women, we do it for everybody else. We take care of our, our kids. We take care of our family. We take care of our husbands. We take care a lot of times of our neighbors, if they need help, you know, or our parents, you know, we come to everybody else's, you know, not, I want to say rescue, but we come, we, we put everybody else before us and then we don't have enough left for ourselves. And you know, I'm a caregiver to my mom. She's 88 and she has a little bit of Alzheimer's. So I'm like in that sandwich generation. Cause I got her on one side, you know, I've got my husband and my kids and my grandbaby that I take care of with my daughter on, on another side. So you've got to really be mindful of, of yourself and you've got to be mindful of your body. And I think that if more of us just, you know, slow down and listen to our bodies, your body talks to you. It really does. And if you just listen to it, it can provide you with answers because sometimes, you know, it's got to get your attention because you're just moving so fast and, you know, and it, it ha- you'll get an acre pain and that acre pain is telling you something's going on. So, you know, listen to yourself, you know, treat yourself with the respect that you would give to your friends or your family or anybody else, you know, give that to yourself. So I think that's what women need to do. We need to just take a look at ourselves first. Yes, I agree. You mentioned you have a Facebook group. What's the name of the group? It's called Well Woman 360. Well Woman 360. Yeah, it's it's well and then it's women 360. And it's in there. I mean, I have, I'll be honest with you. I've kind of been lacking in there lately just because I've just been so busy that yeah. I haven't, you know, I haven't posted in there a lot. But I but I go in there and stuff like that too. And you know, if you go in there and you ask me questions and stuff like that, I do try getting back to you. And, um, I tend to do it more on the podcast. I, I, people have questions or they want a health topic and they let me know what it is. We always try to put that out on, on definitely on the podcast. I do try to blog about it, but our podcast, we're trying to push as our number one, you know, kind of resource. Cause it's easier for me just to pop on a mic and start talking. Yeah. I love that. I think it's also, it just kind of makes things a little more personal. It's like, you're talking directly to me cause you're literally in my earbuds. Yeah. And, you know, and you're putting out great stuff. And I think just, you know, people need to not be afraid of mental health, you know, Mm -hmm. or the word mental health, or even the words anxiety, depression, or bipolar, or any of those, we've made those so like, like they're taboo words and they're not, I mean, they're just, it's, you know, basically it's chemical disruptions in our brain. And there's many things that we can do to help those, 
those, you know, chemicals kind of get back in balance. And I think that, you know, we need to not look at people who have those disorders, you know, mm -hmm. um, in a funny way, because they're just people and they just, you know, in a lot of times you can't help that you have chemical imbalances or that you have hormonal imbalances sometimes. So you have to, you know, give them space and grace too, and try to understand where they're coming from, because we see this past year has brought anxiety and depression and all the mental health issues, like none other year to the forefront. I mean, I have colleagues that are, that are psychologists, that are psychiatrists, and they're inundated because, you know, and we see people coming in our office all the time and, it, and people are getting younger and younger who are having anxiety and mm. depression. It's sad. So I think that we just need to really wrap our brains around this and really come up with better solutions. Yeah, I appreciate you really highlighting that. I think it's important for people to know they're not alone. And even if you aren't, you know, popping into the Facebook group too frequently, at least it's a, a space where people can chat with each other and kind of share their experiences and relate to one another. So I personally would say like, hey, podcast, and then let's like talk about the podcast in the Facebook group. I would <laughs> I feel like that's like such a perfect relationship, like hop here and then hop here. Um, because I mean, who else are you going to talk to if you're in quarantine to your husband about these things? He's going to ask you to, to, he's going to like, yes, you to death. And <laughs> maybe if he's like my husband, turn on the TV and try to relax. Definitely. Definitely. You know, and I think, and I think that, you know, we have to kind of, and men just, they don't understand. So, you know, you can't, you gotta, you gotta give them some grace and space too, mm -hmm. because they don't have these same issues that we do by far. And they just don't, it's not, they're not affected. Like we aren't, they, they have a whole different way of looking at things and life. And that's why they're men and we're women, you know? So I think we have to kind of bridge the conversation, you know, between both, both, both parties, you know, so that they understand where we're coming from and we understand where they're coming from because they got issues that we don't understand either. Yeah. So get a grip on that too, as women. Mm -hmm. Well, Michelle, thank you so much for spending some time with me today and for sharing your expertise. I am going to get the links to your podcast, to your Facebook group, and to your website, and I'll add them to the show notes. So if you, any of you listeners, women, men, whoever are interested in connecting with Michelle, please do. She obviously knows what she's talking about. She's here to serve. And this conversation doesn't need to end here. I think if you, if it resonates with you in any way, certainly connect with Michelle, leave a review for the show. Let us know what else you want to hear. And obviously, if there's something even more specific about hormonal health or women's health that Michelle can cover on her show, shoot her a message. She's obviously, you know, wanting and willing to go deeper into these conversations as well. Yeah, well, thank you so much. I had a pleasure. And, you know, I just, I always feel honored to talk about women's health. I could talk about it all day. It's just, it's my jam. So, hey, yeah. thank you so much for having me. Oh, no worries. I appreciate you. And I will catch everybody on the next one. Take care, guys. So there you have it, ladies. I hope that you enjoyed my interview on Erica's um, Stronger Than You Think podcast. I hope that you got some really good information and that you really now understand the difference between PMS and PMDD. And if you suffer from any of these issues, you know, please reach out to me or reach out to, you know, our community or go and talk to your medical provider now that you have a little bit more information of some things that may be going on in your body. And like we discussed in the podcast, you know, I'm here for y'all with any women's health issue that you may want to reach out and discuss 
discuss with me or that you would like us to talk further about on the podcast or on the blog or, you know, any on any of our channels. So again, please go and leave us a rating review over on iTunes. And don't forget that um, I have that freebie for you. It's all about um, ritual, daily rituals that you can do to boost your mood. Very simple, doable tips um, that I gave you in there. And I think during this time is precedent that we work on improving and boosting our moods. And again, you can find that at info.wellwomannetwork.com forward slash mood. So until next week, ladies, I hope that you have a very blessed week and may God richly bless you. Bye for now. The information, including but not limited to, text, graphics, images, and other material contained on the main Well Woman Network website, in Well Woman Network blog post, on the Well Woman Healthy Lifestyle podcast, and any other Well Woman Network health educational resources are for educational purposes only. The purpose of Well Woman Network's educational resources is to promote broad consumer understanding and knowledge of various women's health topics. It is not intended to, to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your personal physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard or read on any of our platforms.